You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey there, music fans. Welcome back to Modern Musicology. My name is Alan, and here is Stephanie Seymour. Hello, everybody. And Anthony Williams. Happy holidays. And it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas <laughs> everywhere you go. Yes, this is our holiday episode. It's also our final episode of the year. And... Woot, woot, woot. It's also our episode number 99. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what's coming up at the end of the show. So definitely stick around till the end because not only that, but I have a special surprise lined up that you'll want to hear. So we are talking about holiday traditions and holiday music specifically. But before we get into that, um, I need to get to some listener feedback very quickly. This is from our episode about the Rolling Stone magazine list of guitarists that Anthony and I did a couple of weeks ago. But because we had big interviews the last two weeks, we weren't able to open our mailbag. So I just want to get a couple of things in real quick. Brandon Reed thinks that Frank Zappa should have been higher on the list. No doubt okay. about that. Yeah. Michael Phillips said that he thought the list was very weird and <laughs> quote, I appreciate them trying to include more recent guitarists rather than regurgitating more of the same 60s, 70s artists. But in some cases, the positions of classic rock guitarists was really odd. And yeah. then our good buddy, Eric Sensava wrote Yay. to say, hello, friends. After I perused the entire list, two names came to mind for me that fall into the how could they not include that person category. One of them is Joe Bonamassa. So, Alan, oh, yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned him. Mm -hmm. The other one is Brian Setzer. Most know him for the top 40 hits of the Stray Cats and a little bit of his work in big band stuff. But those who dig deeper into the catalog will find that this guy is a guitar virtuoso, particularly with rockabilly, but all around rock and roll. Like you guys said, their attempt to incorporate many diverse styles probably pushed Brian out too bad. And as I responded to him and said, you know, Brian was on my list and I completely forgot to mention him. <laughs> so I'm so glad that you brought him up, Eric. He is definitely one of my faves. I just love that guy. Everything he's done and his playing is just phenomenal. So I was shocked Joe Bonamassa wasn't on there. Right. I mean, that's that's that really weird, mind. actually. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, that's the mailbag for this week. And this week, we are going to be discussing some of our favorite holiday music. And to get us started off, I'm wondering... If the two of you have any special Christmas or holiday traditions that you do every year, whether it be music related or not. And Anthony, I'm going to start with you because I know that your partner is big on Halloween music. So mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if Christmas music or holiday music plays the same sort of role in your household. It probably doesn't. Um, 
We definitely have our own Christmas playlist, but I don't think it gets as much play as our Halloween playlist does each year. <laughs> uh, I say our own. It's more we have our go-to playlist that's one of those Spotify curated ones, whereas we oh. have our own Halloween playlist that we put right. together. <laughs> but in terms of kind of family traditions, I think it depends because for the last, I don't know what it is at this point, six or so years, I've spent Christmas with Colleen's family who, you know, I think every family does Christmas a bit different. So growing yeah. up with my parents, I'm in a family of three with them. I have no siblings. I have no, um, I don't even have any first cousins. Both of my parents are also mm. only children. So Christmas, a mm. lot of the time, particularly once my grandparents got too old to travel, um, or particularly after my grandparents passed away, it was just the three of us. And as an adult, what that normally meant was uh, start drinking early, <laughs> open uh. presents with a glass of champagne around 11 i'm nice. asleep on the couch while mum and dad are making christmas dinner <laughs> and then we'll eat around three or four and it will be uh the more british style of turkey with all the trimming stuffing roast potatoes yeah etc uh, mm. etc et my parents uh are big into wine so there'll normally be some incredible wine with dinner mm. before we settle down watch doctor who and fall asleep on the couch again I want to come over to your house. I know, right? Know. That sounds yeah. amazing. Let's do I know. it. Colleen's parents do things a bit differently. Um, they we, we get together on Christmas Eve, and Chris, every Christmas Eve we watch Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, every Christmas it. Eve. It's love the family it. tradition. And then Christmas morning, I norm, me and Colleen's mom are normally up first, and we tend to stretch together, do a little bit of yoga, because she's big into yoga, and I need to stretch more, so it's a good <laughs> cue for me to actually do it. Right. And then as... <laughs> Yeah. And then as everyone gets up, they uh, her dad makes like a breakfast casserole. Colleen makes uh, cinnamon rolls. Mm -hmm. We have our breakfast. Um, we open up stockings. Then we move on to main presents. Everyone sits around the tree. We do that. And then there's normally some kind of pasta dish for lunch normally. And then we'll watch Doctor Who and you know ah. have, a, have a few glasses of wine as well so i guess the commonality is wine and doctor who between the two i families. love it again that sounds fun we'll be right over exactly <laughs> we're all invited this year <laughs> so i will i will hand the mic over to someone else for their christmas tradition all right stephanie let's hear it okay well i guess growing up it was more like we we split doing hanukkah and christmas mother is catholic and my father is jewish so i would do both things um with my brother we'd have like eight days of hanukkah which would be fabulous because we get presents for eight days and then we'd have christmas too where we'd get presents so that was always fun um <laughs> but you know as i got older and you know now my dad's in florida so we don't really do much for hanukkah but Bob's family is, uh, you know, celebrates Christmas and we usually go to his sister's house and they have a big, big family. So there's a lot of nieces and nephews, lots of brothers and sisters. And we usually bring my mom over there. Um, we, we've done that for a, like many, many years, but his sisters are now spending a lot of time in Florida, uh, for the holidays. So we, we kind of just do our own thing. We go see my brother and his kids and, Usually musically, like you asked about, well, do we do any special thing for music? Bob usually learns one song every year, like a Christmas song. So oh, nice. last year he did Jingle Bell Rock. And I will, we will, in our show notes, we will put the the link to the little video that he did last year. That's so cute. And the, the instrument, it's just an instrumental and he's 
it, the guitar is so great on it. And our friend Ray Nissen played organ on it. So we'll put that in our show notes. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, I'll send that to you. So, you so for there. me, I, I do have a, I do have a song that is kind of traditional for, for my little household, which is me and my partner. And we were um, decorating the Christmas tree one year. And I don't even know, I guess like a Spotify radio, something was on and something very not Christmassy came on. And that is totally clips of the heart <laughs> by Bonnie Tyler. And we just got so silly, like, over exaggerating the the you know miming the lyrics and dancing around to it and everything so that is actually on my christmas playlist because it has become a very special christmas song for me uh-huh it's, it's so goofy i would never listen to that it's not one of my songs you know it's not something i would listen to normally but it's one of my christmas songs Speaking of Christmas songs and holiday songs, let's talk about some of the stuff we do like, some of the stuff that we enjoy listening to at at the holidays. I will say that I spent a long time in retail and I got so burnt out on being force fed Christmas music that yeah. there was a long time that I just could not enjoy it. I couldn't listen to it on my own. And it's taken a long time for me to get back to where I can like put on a Christmas playlist and it makes me happy to hear it, you know? Well, they also, I mean, you know, start it so early. It's like, you know, three yes. months out and they're going with the holiday music. So it's, it's. Yeah. And annoying. the stuff that I put on my playlist, you would never hear in most yeah. stores, you know? So I imagine that something that I enjoy, but is fairly repetitive, uh, <laughs> which I'm thinking of Felice Navidad, that must still like <laughs> <laughs> set your hair on end, Alan. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that song. It's so cheesy. It's so. It like, is good. Simple, I know. I like it too. It's, there's just something about it that brings me joy. But you, you, you're talking about the original, the Jose Feliciano. Yes. Yes. Because there yes. are some covers of it that mm. are terrible. Mm -hmm. Terrible. You know, I bet there's probably quite a good punk cover of it somewhere. I can imagine it having you know a, a punk uh makeover that could be quite fun <laughs> i would love anyone to knows that. of one write in and let us <laughs> yeah know, let us I know. Yes, hear about absolutely that. <laughs> when i was growing up my parents had this compilation cd called it's christmas 18 original christmas hits and it wasn't strictly it, it was quite british in some ways so it wasn't necessarily all you know Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra and that kind of stuff. There was a lot of uh, the glam rock stuff. The glam rockers loved doing Christmas stuff. Yes, so, they did. Know, <laughs> Slade, yes. Roy Wood and Wizard, Shaken Stevens, uh, even Elton. Mm -hmm. uh, those guys were all on there. Kate Bush's December Will Be Magic Again wow. was on there. I love yeah. that track. And my couple of like favorites that i think people don't really think about jonah louis stop the cavalry which isn't specifically a christmas song but has kind of a a christmas vibe and the line i wish i could be home for christmas mm -hmm. is on there that's fantastic hmm. um mud's lonely this christmas which is a wonderful elvis pastiche mm. is on that cd <laughs> yeah. and krista berg's a spaceman came traveling which might just be my favorite christmas track what which, i have yeah. never heard of this oh yeah it's basically the concept behind it is uh christ is an alien it's right. amazing we have to and hear this 
yeah it's fantastic please do check it out i oh my gosh probably my favorite holiday track and it's uh, most people haven't heard it i think it's spectacular oh awesome i have to dig that up that's amazing anything on that cd and they do have some some of the nat king cole ben crosby brenda lee type stuff on there but there's a lot of the kind of british stuff that doesn't necessarily make it onto italian uh italian playlist god what country am i in american (laughs) playlist (laughs) what the hell williams all of a sudden we transport get out of here like dr (laughs) who land or something i don't know (laughs) always cool that sounds that's very interesting i'm going to talk about amy mann uh you know what it's interesting i i was putting my 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 um list together and i noticed that uh, quite a few of my artists and and people and songs were a little bit melancholy and I, I I just it was just sort of like a running theme in my in my favorites. But so Amy Mann has a record called One More Drifter in the Snow that she put out in 2006. I mean, it's mostly like the great Christmas standards, that, but there's two also outstanding original songs on that album called Calling on Mary and Christmas Time. Mm. Um, and there's a fabulous duet that she does with Grant Lee Phillips for You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. It's it's hilarious. He's insanely talented. And that in his in his uh voicing of that character is so fantastic in that in that song. So, you know, again, I just I find of course her voice always brings out this sort of like melancholy feeling in me. And so even some of the more happier songs on that album just kind of have this wistfulness to them, um, which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. I just think it's interesting, you know, and I, and I love the album. I, there's not, there's not a bad song on there not a bad interpretation on there. All great. I have never listened to that. I it's will do beautiful. that tonight because I'm always looking for things to add to my Christmas playlist, especially originals. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I get kind of tired of most of the traditional things. And, you know, unless you're going to do something really interesting with it, then yeah. I, I don't, I just don't need to hear another version of Jingle Bells. You Listen know what I mean? to Calling on Mary. It's, I will. Such, it's fucking great. Love her. I will. That sounds amazing. My favorite Christmas album, this is a strange one, but in 1987, the first volume of what became a series called Very Special Christmas mm-hmm. came out. And it's not like a hundred percent great. There are some, a few songs on there that are just not, you know, terribly good. Like I just don't need to hear John Mellencamp saying, I saw mommy kiss and Santa Claus. And there's a couple <laughs> of things like that, but there's so much great stuff on it. And a lot of the songs that are on that are my like definitive versions of these songs. And on my Christmas playlist, I only ever have one version of any song. I've got, Mm. it's a long list, but I don't have, except for like two exceptions. Um, One of them is Santa Baby, and I'll talk about that in a second. But for the most part, I only have one version of every song. So I have to pick the one version that I most like. And most of them come from this album. Um, Winter Wonderland by the Eurythmics is wonderful. Whitney Houston tears up. Do you hear what I hear? It is. It blows me away. I mean, I've heard this song since 1987 and I still love it so much. The Run DMC song, Christmas in Hollis. I was going to mention that. That's such a good song. Um, Madonna does a great version of Santa Baby on it. And I I, I said I was going to mention that one later because um, I was in a wine store a couple of years ago 
getting something to take to actually it may have been last year. It may have been when we were shopping for something to take to Anthony's Halloween party and they were already playing Christmas music. I'm thinking it was something <laughs> like that. And That's I heard niche. on the overhead, I heard sort of a Santa baby, but it was kind of a Latin beat to it. And I started listening to the, the words and I'm like, I know this voice. This is <laughs> Sheila E. And I was like, I didn't know she did a Christmas song, much less a cover of this. And I, I looked it up when I got home. And so it is, I have two Santa babies on my, cause I cannot leave either one of them out. But my two favorite tracks on that album are two songs that you don't normally hear. Um, Anthony is probably more familiar with both of them being from the, the, you know, the motherland of Britain, but Gabriel's message, mm -hmm. a lovely version of it by sting. And then, Alison Moyet does this amazing version of Coventry Carol, which, ah. oh my gosh, it just kills me every time I hear it. It's so beautiful. So that album is really, really special to me. Most of it, at least, you know, I love it. So it's funny you mention uh, Gabriel's message because I actually have a version of that I was going to mention. And Ooh. for a long time, every year, Marillion puts out like a little bonus cd for their fan club members at christmas and they did all sorts of covers and weird things on there but one of the tracks was a live version of gabriel's message oh, they had wow. done at one of their christmas shows i believe there's a version of the performance on youtube and the way steve hogarth sings it is just beautiful wow. uh, it's a really good version of course being marillion they they kind of build it up in a very proggy way with a lot of atmosphere and it mm -hmm. works really really well yeah some of the other covers they've done, I already mentioned uh, Lonely This Christmas by Mud. They cover that. And Steve Hogarth really <laughs> plays up the Elvis impersonation. But as it wraps up, they then go into a fast guitar line and they do like a Sex Pistols pastiche of the same song, which is hilarious. Wow. And they also did a version of Stop the Cavalry as well, which gets... Hmm even sillier and they really have fun with it so tracking down their christmas uh bonus cds is always worthwhile because they can be pretty silly and pretty fun and as a bonus single one year they did a version of carol of the bells oh which, wow again gets pretty proggy the video's hilarious they pastiche bohemian rhapsody with it it's really really good and quite funny and they end by going into the james bond theme because why the fuck not <laughs> why not <laughs> that's amazing oh uh, wow yeah i have, have to look all this stuff up too they always did some really entertaining christmas stuff wow cool. learning a lot of new things already I, me too yeah. this is one of the reasons i wanted to do this show because i kind of feel like i'm stuck in the stuff that i always yeah. listen to and and even though i continuously discover new things i knew that you were going to going to introduce me to all kinds of things i hadn't heard before yeah so i'm excited about that steph right. what do you want to introduce me to now well i you probably know this and i think we'd be remiss if we didn't um speak about the pogues in yeah. light of shane's passing which is so sad yeah um but so the Pogues, which fe this song features Kirsty McCall with singing with Shane, uh, "Fairy Tale of New York," mm -hmm. which is a uh, the single was actually released before their full length album came out in 1988. So the single was released um, November 23rd in, in 87. Um, you know, in the UK, it, it's like it's it's actually the most 
played non Carol Christmas song of the 21st century. That's yeah. Pretty is incredible. it really? Yeah, it is. It's everywhere <clears throat> back home. Oh, is it? Yep. Wow. Yeah. And and like it wins best you know Christmas song polls you know year after year. So so the, I think the interesting thing about this is you know originally Kate was was singing the song um, when they were recording with with Elvis Costello. He was producing them. I guess they're so Kate left the band. Uh, Steve Lillywhite took over production uh, for from Elvis Costello, and Steve Lillywhite took the song home to his wife Kirsty McCall to put like a guide vocal on. And mm. the Pogues ended up liking it so much that they actually re-recorded Shane, Shane re-recorded to to Kirsty's track, and um, that's what you hear on the record. Oh, that's cool. And it's a beautiful song. It's very, speaking of, you know, kind of melancholy. I mean, that's that's yeah. an up and down emotional song. It's a really yeah. great song. Yeah. And I think most of us have been there with a partner at some point where you, you get drunk and you have a blazing row. Totally. And, you know, by the end of it, it's like, okay, yeah, we've, we've kind of been shitty to each other, but we've, we've got each other and that's yeah. great. Right. And, to your point, Steph, I don't know if any of our listeners uh, or if either of you have ever watched the British TV show Gavin and Stacey, mm -mm. but in one there. of their Christmas specials, uh, two of the characters do karaoke and sing that song to oh, each other. I have great. seen that. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So what do you got, Alan? Well... I've got, okay, here's my other favorite album. And I know that this is going to come, it's going to sound problematic at first because oh, yeah. it's right. Because it's from 1963 hmm. and it was produced by Phil Spector. Okay. Ooh. And it's called Christmas gift to you. And it's, I love it so much. And it's so many songs that I grew up hearing and it's soul versions of mostly secular like holiday, like seasonal and Christmas songs, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, the artists on it are Darlene Love, the Ronettes, the Crystals, and Bobby Sox and the Blue Jeans. And my favorite songs from it are Frosty the Snowman. And, you know, like I said, I don't really dig a lot of the traditional things, but, you know, having grown yeah. up listening to this version and it's, there's just such a, a, a fun atmosphere there's such a joy about these versions of these songs marshmallow world winter wonderland it's it's one of uh only another occasion that i have two versions of the same song on my playlist Ooh. uh so i have eurythmics and um the one from this album and then sleigh ride baby please come home it's such a mm. good record i love it because it's not the kind of christmas music that you expect to hear yeah. You know, oh, God, I love it so much. So I know Phil Spector is not a nice guy, but, you know. Well, you know. I, 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 I'm going to listen to my Christmas record anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can set it aside in the spirit of the holidays. <laughs> yes. Stephanie, what you were saying about slightly more melancholy songs resonates with me because I found in lots of Christmas music, even if it's not necessarily melancholy, I really enjoy tracks that are in a minor key. Mm -hmm. And when I think of Christmas carols that I really enjoy, that's the same case. Uh, yeah. Gabriel's message we already talked about. I generally love any version of that. I think that's such a hauntingly beautiful song. Yeah. Likewise, Carol of the Bells, minor key. Yeah. Maybe it's a function of my 
British private school background, but there are a couple of Christmas carols in Latin that I really love. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Gaudete and uh, Persone Hodie. Those mm. are both so fun. Um, uh, I remember having to sing both of them at school carol concerts when I was a teenager, and they were just really fun to sing. And you get a nice, epic sounding organ behind them, and it really adds some oomph. I, I'm a sucker for a good yeah. kind of traditional Christmas carol. Yeah. As well. Uh, yeah. You know, God rest you, merry gentlemen's another example, which I think is, mm-hmm. I think that's in a minor key. Um, I, I, I don't know. Again, something about that just resonates with me. It's also probably why I'm such a heavy metal fan, is I love things in a minor key. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Like, I, I'm not maybe not necessarily talking about minor keys now, but uh, the, there's so many. Uh, I was I was looking over Elvis Presley's Christmas catalog. I mean, you know, there's about a million songs that he's you know done, <laughs> um, but. I mean, there's there's some of them that really just get me, like Oh Little Town of Bethlehem and I don't know, Lonely This Christmas. He's got that voice where, again, there's something in it that just maybe I'm projecting too because, you know, he's not here anymore or, or whatever. But like it's just there's something about everything that he does almost that has some kind of wistful and, you know, mm. melancholy thing. Um but I was going to say also um, one song totally not having to do with Elvis, but um, that I was thinking about in terms of in terms of the melancholy thing is 2000 Miles by The Pretenders, oh. because it was written, mm. you know, it was written for James Honeyman Scott, who had just died the previous year. And, uh, you know, Robbie McIntosh plays such a beautiful part on that, such yeah. a beautiful guitar part. And the whole song is so beautiful and just you know it's it's really yeah. touching it's yeah it is song. it is one it's on my playlist it is one that i absolutely love mm-hmm. you know it's just haunting and it's it is oh my gosh and it's so beautiful and i think that chrissy's vocal on it is so strong mm-hmm. you know and it's not the kind of song that you normally think of her singing And it just comes, I mean, everything just sort of falls into place on that recording and it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's very ballady for her. I mean, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And one song that, uh, that always, it doesn't matter who does it or Mm. whenever, if I hear it in a commercial, whatever, but I'll be home for Christmas makes me want to cry every time. Oh, it just does. And now I think it's like in a commercial for like adopting animals or something like that. And I'm like, (laughs) please go adopt an animal. <laughs> the adopt an animal commercials make me cry anyway. I know. I and then know. you add that song to it. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> I, I want to talk about a song that Anthony mentioned just a second ago, and that was God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. One of my absolute favorite holiday albums is uh, one of my favorite artists is Lorena McKinnett, who is I think mostly originally thought of more as like a Celtic musician, but she has done a lot of stuff where she incorporates a lot of different traditions, musical traditions into her songs. And um, she has an album that came out. uh, I don't remember the date, like 10 years ago, maybe called a midwinter's night's dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, there's some originals on it. And there's some like traditional ones that she has created a new musical setting for. And, um, the three standout tracks on this album to me are um, a really cool version of Good King Wenceslas, 
which I think is really neat. And it's got kind of like a, and I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's great. Just go listen to it. And then uh, the song seeds of love, which is so beautiful, but my favorite track and nobody else likes it as much as I do, but it is uh, like a seven and a half minute version of God rest ye. And, and it's all like hand percussion, you know, like very authentic kind of like percussion from around the Middle Eastern region. And this song literally sounds like a caravan crossing a desert on camelback. It is so amazing. And she does this really beautiful vocal. And then she always layers her voice to add all these different harmony textures to it. And it's so amazing. It just floors me. And I love it so much. And um, it is one of those ones that I discovered while I was working at a music store and we got a promo copy of this album and I'm like, okay, it's Lorena who I absolutely love. And it's a Christmas album. I can't wait to hear it. And this version, I just played it all the time. It's so incredible. Awesome. You mentioned God rest you merry gentlemen, Alan. And that brings me to everyone knows my love of heavy metal. If you've been listening to this show for a while, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> now, my boy Rob Halford, Judas Priest, he has put out two separate Christmas albums. One really? under his solo band Halford, which was an actual band, and one under Rob Halford and Friends. And I think it's Rob Halford with Family and Friends. <laughs> and hearing metalized versions of Christmas songs. Mm. I don't know. It's hilarious. Hearing We Three Kings start out with a wailing guitar solo before going into a really crunchy riff. Nice. Is just outstanding. And he so the first one that he did with his band was called Winter Songs. And that's I, I think there are about four original tracks and maybe six covers on there. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the covers are traditional. And, and then he does Winter Song by uh, Sarah Bray. Beray, Beriles, 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 Beriles. I don't listen to her. I've got no idea how to pronounce her name. But he does We Three Kings, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, What Child Is This, O Holy Night, Come All Ye Faithful, and they're all done in a heavy metal style. Wow, and they're so fun! Oh my gosh! And then the one he did with friends and family celestial is equally ridiculous and and he tackles god rest you merry gentlemen he tackles away in a manger deck the halls joy to the world oh little town of <gasps> Bethany. just he it's almost all christmas carols and again done in mm -hmm. a metal style and it's just so entertaining and unexpected and wonderful and i really love this image that this uh this heavy metal singer who is a very out and proud gay man who mm -hmm. is also very out and proud about his love of BDSM also really has a big soft spot for Christmas. <laughs> it, it's wonderful and really, really entertaining. And then while I'm on the heavy metal train and talking about God rest you merry gentlemen, Tony Iommi and Ronnie James Dio did a crushing cover of that carol. And it's just spectacular. Go check it out. How have I never heard that before? I don't know. You need, to, you need to ask yourself some serious questions about your life, Alan. <laughs> I do. <laughs> about your life. <laughs> about my values, about my priorities. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs>
<laughs> oh my gosh. I, I can't believe that there's a, a Dio thing that I don't know about. All right. I'm oh. going to completely just, it's just so opposite of heavy metal that it's like, you're going to throw up. Also, you're going to maybe throw up just because of who I'm going to talk about. Oh my God. <laughs> but I love Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. I'm oh sorry. God. I can't stand her usually. And everyone knows that. But yeah. that is one of the best mm-hmm. Christmas songs of all time. And, you know, hats off to her because she co-wrote it with her writing partner. And they wrote it in 15 minutes. I just can't even... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just say hats off to anybody who came up with a a newly written a song, song that has that quickly got yes. established as a holiday standard, exactly. as a tradition that a hundred other people have now covered. And yeah. I mean, it's a, it really is a great song. And it's here's the thing song. is, it has a retro vibe to it as well. Like yeah. as, as a teenager in the 2000s. I had no idea that it wasn't a cover of someone else's song. Right. By by the 2000s in and of itself, I guess 2003, it made it into Love Actually, which oh, right. we don't need yeah. to talk about Love Actually. But, <laughs> you know, I'd assume it was like a true Christmas cat classic from the 60s or 70s, because it's kind of got that 70s vibe that came yeah. out of the glam rock scene that she had covered. And I was greatly surprised when i found out no it's a mariah carey original yeah you're totally right it, it, it has that vibe for sure mm-hmm. Great, actually yeah. i i have no shame in saying that either i think it has made its way into the christmas rotation for a reason oh absolutely yeah. and may even be the most recent song that's on you know everyone's standard christmas rotation yeah i have a couple oh. that are newer than that i'm gonna mention in a minute or i was just gonna say just to, uh, another another I, that some would consider cheesy and some wouldn't. I am of the wouldn't consider a cheesy category, <laughs> which we talked about before. Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. Uh, that is on my list of two Christmas songs I cannot stand. That you hate. Yeah. So yeah. it's very polarizing, that song. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the love it camp. I think it's just really fun and happy and I love it. I'm in the kind of like it camp. Okay. So I'm I'm sort of in the between you two. Steph, it's official. We can't trust Alan anymore. He's <laughs> he doesn't have a strong opinion on the song. <laughs> oh gosh, that's oh hilarious. Oh my god. I want to jump back real quick to uh Mariah. On that same album, she has a version of Oh Holy Night. Mm-hmm. which has like a gospel choir behind her. And there is a live version of that. It is unbelievable. Oh, that must be great. Unfreaking believable that, you know, I mean, her voice to start with, and then you add a gospel choir behind her and that song itself. And it's, you know, it's a, and it sounds like, you know, it's a live recording. It sounds like it's in a church because of the way that the audience is responding to her. Wow. It's, it's, it's incredible. It is, it is my favorite version of that song. Wow. Yeah. Keeping on the theme of Christmas songs I can't stand. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm going to th- offer up another one, and that is Cliff Richard with Mistletoe and Wine. Oh. <laughs> Good old Cliff. Cliff. That that song, <laughs> along with his Millennium Prayer, which if you missed it, was literally the Lord's Prayer set to the music of Old Lang Syne. Oh dear. Those can both fuck off. <laughs> Right off, Cliff Richards. Get out of here, Cliff Richards. 
<laughs> and here's the thing i like his early stuff like n- not his christmas stuff but his early stuff you know yeah. um the young ones great track <laughs> yeah <laughs> but his christmas stuff no no get out of here <laughs> oh god all right from the old i'm bringing it to the new and i'm bringing it to my friends actually i have friends named denny bonet and chris flynn so denny it's d-e-n-i she is an amazing uh violin player she's known for her violin she's played with everyone from like rem to cindy lopper to sarah mclaughlin to robin hitchcock to a million gazillion people she played like carnegie hall you know she's unbelievable and she's also a singer and a songwriter and my old bandmate chris flynn who's an outstanding guitar player plays with Denny now. So they've been playing together for about four years doing shows together and they're so great. Um, But they have a new Christmas song and it's called Can't Wait to See You on Christmas. It's their first writing collaboration between the two of them. And it's so great. It's it's sort of like a mixture. It's like poppy, kind of like Mike Viola meets like that thing you do meets a little Americana influence, I think. And Mm. you can just, you can find it on, you know, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all those kind of places. And Denny Bonet is on Instagram under just Denny Bonet, D-E-N-I-B-O-N-E-T. And Chris Flynn is under Flynn on guitar at Instagram. So please Hmm. check my friends out. They're so awesome. And the song is so great. That's really cool. Yes. I've got a couple of new ones that I want to, that I immediately established a a strong love for that I want to mention. Um, and the first one, actually, I shouldn't say that I immediately established a, a love for it because I, I pulled up my my playlist to look through, you know, to get highlights that I wanted to mention on tonight's show. Mm-hmm. And I found a song that I was like, I don't remember this. I don't remember adding it to my playlist. It's from 2021. It's just two years ago. So at some point I came across this song and loved it. And added it to my list and then completely forgot about it. Because like whenever I put my list on, it's never been like, it's never shuffled up. But when I played it a few days ago, it was the second song that came up. And I was like, what is this song? And it is, um, it's kind of a country uh, super group, sort of. They're called Pistol Annie's. And the song is called Snow Globe. It is so fun. Huh. And the the album and the album is almost all originals and with a couple of like traditional things at the very end. But the album is called Hell of a Holiday. So I very quickly added both Snow Globe and the title track to my playlist. And it, they're so fun. What's they're the so band great. name again? Pistol Annie's. Pistol Annie's. OK. Yeah. And then another one is brand new. It just came out a few weeks ago. And this is a a gal called Christina Chong. She is one of the cast members on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And she has started releasing some songs this past year. She uh, she released an EP of four original tunes that are very cool there. She's like a she almost has like a like a smoky torch singer from the 40s kind of feel about her. And all of her songs have been really, really good. But this new one, which is called Fuck You for Christmas, <laughs> it's all about it's all about being heartbroken and and being dumped by somebody. And and it's and again, she sings it in that in that torch singer kind of mode. And she's like, fuck you for, and fuck her, too. And all this. And oh, it's my so God, that's fantastic. Funny. It yeah. is so amazing. 
it's outstanding and she's extremely talented yes and i had until the musical episode of star trek strange new worlds i didn't know she could sing and ever since hearing that she's just been a a revelation i second that recommendation of that song alan it's fun oh my gosh it's amazing all right i'm going to use my turn to actually open this up to a broader discussion about one particular song Oh, cool. and i'm going to ask for opinions on band-aids oh. do they know it's christmas yes. i love it we were going to conditionally love it so do i i like the tune i like the combination of bands yep i think the lyrics are the most condescending <laughs> shit ever released at christmas time i only think there's one line that's really really awful what? uh well firstly i hate Bono and his diva-ishness over the tonight, tonight thank God it's them instead of you. Yeah, I heard yeah. he threw hissy fits when he wasn't given that line on some of the later recordings. Like uh -huh. I heard he threw some proper tantrums. <laughs> but the the concept of do they know it's Christmas time at all? Given that large swathes of Africa are Christian, I would wager mm. yes, they would. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I I just think it's all kind of condescending and... there's a lot of problems with the song yeah and I... bob geldoff even sort of dis not disowned it but like he acknowledges it now yes. yeah i mean i think it was well-meaning yes and yes. it is really cool to see all those artists come together but yeah i and, and i think even the charitable goal bob geldoff himself even said in the end the the aid packages ended up in the hands of the wrong people yes. who just hoarded them and and what have you so it was its heart was in the right place, but the execution was yeah. uh, not great. Yeah. Right. I mean, I always think about uh, um, the fact that, like, the, you know, this was, a, what was it now, 30 years ago, was it? Something like that? I can't even remember. Oh, longer. 80, 40 years ago. So, and, 80, and just yeah. everyone was younger and, you know, it was a different time. And, yeah, I think, you know, hearts were in the right place. There is condescension in the lyrics. There is like um, straight out, you know, ignorance in the lyrics. Um, but uh, again, I, I, I think it's a good song and I really like yeah. it. And I, I, I have good memories of this. In other words, it brings back good memories of the season and whatever too. And, I, and, you know, look, when I bought the thing, I was like, Hey, I'm helping people. I wanted to think that at least, you know? Right. I actually really like Band-Aid 20, which mm. is the one they did in 2004. Yeah. Where they brought in, um, you know, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, the two brothers from The Darkness doing guitar. And it, it that that's the one apparently where Bono really had the hissy fit because he was originally assigned a different line. Oh. But, but it's got all these kind of artists from the time, like Keen and... Chris Martin from Coldplay and Dido's on there, and I think uh, Julia you know, Fordham's on that one, isn't that? Is that the one she's on? I uh, think, is she? Ooh. I think she might be on Band Aid too. Oh, okay. Um, but like the Sugar Babes are on there, and Robbie Williams is on it, and it it just kind of <laughs> reminds me of like my teenage years and my childhood to some extent. So it's it's that one's really nice. I want to mention a couple of novelty songs. Mm. These are ones that I thought about putting in our novelty show that we recorded a couple of months ago, and I thought, no, I have to save these for our Christmas episode because one of them in particular is 
like it, it just puts me right back to when I was like 11 years old and I didn't know anything about what this piece was talking about, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. And I enjoyed it with a different awareness now, of course. And that is, it's 1971. It is Cheech and Chong, Santa Claus and his old lady. <laughs> I love it. so much. Have you heard this? Mm -mm. Oh my God, you have to. It's a, it's one of them telling a story to the other one about who Santa Claus is. And, and it's uh, a Cheech is telling the story and, and Tommy is like, um, he's saying, you know, th th about the Santa Claus dude. And, and Tommy's like, oh, I know that dude, man. I used to jam with him down on the corner, you know. And he's like, no, 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 man. This is not a, that guy around here. And it is so funny. And it's a drug. Obviously, it's a drug thing because how could he do all that on in one night? Oh, it's the magic dust, man. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I was listening to this when I was 11 years old. But, oh, my God, I just I love it. And then there's another one. Okay. Talking about songs that I just can't stand. And that is 12 days of Christmas. Mm. Oh my God. I hate it so much. Really? So <laughs> effing repetitive, but there's, there was one uh, done by Bob Rivers comedy troupe, and it was called the 12 pains of Christmas. And it's, it's that song, but each line is like basically from a, uh, a an impersonation of a different character. And there's a guy who does like an Archie Bunker impersonation and he just gets more and more angry as the song goes on. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> 12 days of Christmas can be really fun. I remember being at a Christmas dinner in, in England and there are about 50 of us there divided onto six tables. Wow. And we all sang it with each table taking mm -hmm. two days. Mm -hmm. And doing it in, firstly, people get mad when they're not the table that gets five gold rings. <laughs> but doing it that way can be really, really fun and really enjoyable. I will say, last night I was at a concert that my, my nephew sang a concert with the Georgia Boys Choir. And the last piece of the night, this is a two-hour show, and the last piece was 12 Days of Christmas. And when we came in and sat down, this is in a big church. And when we came in and sat down on the back of the pew in front of us, there was a little sign that said 10 Lords a leaping. And I thought, oh, they're going to do that song and they're going to make the audience sing different parts. Well, they did. So the audience is divided up and each one sings. Now the whole congregation sang five gold rings. Okay. But mm. <laughs> so you, so you miss out that. on that argument part. But every section of the church was divided up into a different line. And each section stood up and did a hand motion that went with whatever they're singing about. And watching like five rows in a church of people standing up and doing eight maids of milking where they're like, <laughs> oh, my God, the funniest <laughs> damn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So that was actually quite enjoyable. See, it's not so bad, Alan. <laughs> no, See? It is. Anything else? <laughs> it is. I got one more actually that I did forget okay. to mention. John sure. Lennon and Yoko Ono, Happy Christmas War is over. I do yeah. love that. That's really great. I mean, I do obviously it. it's originally kind of, you know, an anti-Vietnam war tune, yeah. but um I you know, the single's so great and it it features the uh Harlem community choir and mm -hmm. it's beautiful. So I right. that's one I just wanted to mention. Well I want to 
Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I shouted it out earlier. I also want to give one second mention because I love it so much to Kate Bush's December Will Be Magic again. Yes. It yes. is excellent. And, you know, I don't know, it, it sounds kind of magical. It's got that Kate Bush piano thing going mm-hmm. on and her haunting voice, and it, it's just fantastic. I had a few other things on my list, but I'm going to end with one that I didn't have on my list that now that we're talking about these things, I'm like, how can I not mention Bowie and Bing? I mean, come I on. Know. Come on. Um, and there's like there's a cool st- uh, story behind it um, that Bowie was invited. He was he had just was just about to put out the Heroes album and the single was was just coming out and he was invited to do the special with Bing because Bing was going to do Christmas in merry old England. So um, uh, Bowie came on the show and they were like, you're going to be singing Little Drummer Boy. And he's like, oh God, I hate that fucking song. Can we do something else? And they're like, well, no, we can't because Bing wants to do that song. And he's like, come on, you got to do something. And so in like an hour, they wrote Bowie's part, which is that counter melody part. Yep. And and yes, and it is now like a a Christmas standard. Yes, it's fantastic. It's such a great story. And that and that video is just something to behold, isn't it? You know, seeing them together really is. I think it's just very it's touching and amazing. I think I, I really love it. All right. Well, if there's nothing else to talk about, that's going to wrap it up for us. So listeners, drop us a line with your favorite holiday music, especially if you celebrate a tradition other than or in addition to Christmas. We'd really love to hear what songs make the holiday for you. And we're going to take a very quick break. We're going to be back in 30 seconds. Do not go away because I have a special thing planned. So be back in 30 seconds. The Epsilon 3 is a dream given form. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2262. The place, Babylon 5. The podcast, The Epsilon 3. On the ESO Network. All right, we're back. And Anthony's got something that he wants to do for his pick of the week. So, Anthony, what you got? Yep. And it's one thing. It came out this week and it's spectacular. And that is the live album from Porcupine Tree's final oh, tour. Yes. Closure Continuation Live. Mm. It's not Christmassy, but what does that matter? It's still on my Christmas list, the Blu ray performance of it. I, I, I'm hoping someone buys me that. If not, <laughs> I'll buy it for myself after Christmas. But it just took me back to going to see them at Radio City, even though it's not from the Radio City show. It's just, it's so good. Listening to that group play with just the level of virtuosity that they have, uh, it it's brilliant. And if you're a Porcupine Tree fan, go check it out. It's probably from what, well, it's from what will probably be the last tour they ever do. Yeah. And just everything, yes. Yes, please. More, 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 more live albums from Porcupine Tree. They could release every date they did on that tour and I would buy them. Right on. So that's my pick of the week and that's all I've got. Sweet. Okay, I want to pause for just a second to let listeners know what's going on. Alan is about to surprise Stephanie with a video 
of his band Hardison's performing her song there was a time now she has no idea that this is happening she has no idea that we ever learned her song she has no idea that we've been performing it in our recent shows so this is a complete surprise for her and her reaction is amazing we don't have the full reaction here in the podcast but definitely go and look for it on youtube and we'll post a link to the video of it on our facebook page so i hope you enjoy this this is hardison's performing there was a time by stephanie seymour and here's the surprise. All right. Are y'all ready for something special? Yeah. What you got? Well, since this is our Christmas episode, Stephanie, I would like to give you your Christmas present right now. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know um, I was getting a Christmas present right now or anytime. <laughs> what is my Christmas present? A few weeks ago, my band, Hardisons, which for listeners, if you've not heard me mention it, uh, it's a, a Atlanta-based heart tribute band. Yes. And we, we did a gig. And at that show, we played a special song just for you. What? Okay? Yes. So you... I, I'm going to play it for you now. <gasps> and for folks listening on the podcast, you'll hear the song, but Steph will actually be seeing a video play. Oh, my God. Um, and, and we'll put the video out on our socials after this episode comes I'm out. I'm so excited. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, you ready? You ready? Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Okay.
Christmas. Thank you so much. That's so beautiful. I just want you to know that was the best present in the whole universe. Thank you. Like I, I I can't even believe like, that's so cool. That's so freaking cool. I just wanted you you to hear your song performed live. I mean, I also love the way you did it. Like, you know, it was, it was like true to the form, but like you did it, like, obviously like you guys, Mm -hmm. that's so, and the sound, Thank you. That's the, that was, I am like speechless. I cannot wait for the band to hear it. I really can't. I I think that's, I think they're going to freak out. I think this, I am just so excited. (laughs) Thank you. Will you please tell your entire band, like, I love you? Yes, I will. And I love you. Oh, I love you too, Steph. Wow. Yeah, that was really good. I had, I'd seen a tiny clip of it, but I hadn't seen the whole thing and it was good. Yeah. Oh man, that's so cool. Thank, thank you, you, Alan. Oh my God. Thank you. Listen, that meant so, that I, I thank you so much. That was absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Tell them they <laughs> nailed it. I will. I will. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this week and oh. for this year. We'll be back in January with our episode number 100. And I was thinking that to celebrate that special occasion, we would do a show where the audience interviews us. We are looking for questions from our listeners. They can be silly, serious, probing, off the wall, completely bizarre, whatever you'd like to ask us. You can email your questions to us at modernmusicology1 at gmail, or we'll be making some social media posts about this so you can respond there. All right, guys, that's it for this year. We're off. We'll be back in January. Everybody have a great holiday season, and we will see you early 2024. Everybody take care. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to everyone. Yeah. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.